Hey everyone, welcome to Filmmaker Mike and the Boys. This is The Mandalorian Chapter 12 Review, and it's appropriately titled The Siege. Joining me tonight is Sequester Jester. Hello, everyone. <laughs> I phased out. <laughs> Did you try to do like a late entrance? Yeah. <laughs> okay. And then we've also got Kuya. Hey, how you doing? And Pinhead. Hey, what's up? All righty. So this is our fourth Mandalorian chapter review for season two, technically. Yeah? Yes, yes. And this will be our second our second episode to go to YouTube. Ooh. Yeah. We're fancy. We're fancy, We're fancy now. We're on YouTube. So We're on YouTube now. That's I got, why I, I got lights I look- on. <laughs> There we go. You can, everyone can see our faces now. Well, except for well, the ninja. Except, except well, for the ninja over there. Yeah, well. the, the cart heart ninja right there. <laughs> uh, far from it, gentlemen. <laughs> Reminds me of um, instead because the Night Sisters, they, when they had in the, the one of the episodes of the Clone Wars, they attacked uh, Count Dooku, and they were like in their like ninja gear. But oh yeah, mm-hmm. you'd be a night so, diva or night brother. So, so you're, call, you're calling him her sister? <laughs> I, I know I'm Ninja Cupcake. That's what I like to go by. The question you know? right there. Ninja yeah, Cupcake. You definitely look like a bargain bin ninja guide. <laughs> <laughs> and then you leave a trail of sprinkles everywhere. Oh my gosh. I'll be, like Salt Bay. I'll be like Salt Bay, but with a mask. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Alrighty, well, it's good to have you back, and uh, now we're, so we are going to be discussing uh, for this episode, chapter 12, entitled The Siege, it's directed by Carl Weathers, with a running time of 39 minutes, and um, I, I guess we'll start off right at the bat, it was a pretty action-packed episode, uh, when you compare it to last, the last chapter, which was already pretty badass, um, this one just takes the action even further. And again, at 39 minutes, you'd think that that's not a lot of time, but my goodness, they pack in so much in a short amount of time. And I had a, I had a blast watching this episode, this chapter. Uh, again, it's directed by Carl Weathers. And uh, of course, right off the bat, I was surprised that when we, when we begin... Because from the last chapter, they basically jumped to hyperspace and Mando told Baby Yoda, I know where I'm taking you now. And they basically jumped to hyperspace. So I figured he would jump to hyperspace uh, to the planet where Ahsoka would be. But then when we begin the chapter, the ship stalled. And, or pretty much like they're just like floating, floating on by. And uh, we have a, a little daddy and son moment. <laughs> Like, yeah, uh, except so, he's not getting he's not getting yelled at though that's the difference yeah, yeah. he's not getting yelled at and he's and, not and holding the, a flashlight and the dad's <laughs> not getting shocked or like maimed or anything it was, it was right. the opposite so yeah so that's that's the thing i didn't what did he fall out of a hyperspace or something is that that's probably what i assume happened i right? think they're just i think they're just fixing something that's that's pretty much what it was i, I don't think they they fell off of the hyper I, they could have turned it off or whatever right okay possibly so yeah but i would have i actually would have wanted to see like them ju- getting out of the jump of hyperspace just because like the last you know from the last chapter jump to hyperspace then at least like show me what happened like why are 
why are they at a standstill like you know right. but then obviously it's i guess it is answered because they're doing some repairs and baby yoda fits into that little like tiny compartment i don't know how mando would be able to fix it by himself without baby yoda's uh tiny expertise um so that that was pretty funny when of course we knew the uh, inevitable was that he gets shocked so anyway we jump forward to um uh when um oh also i want i do want to mention when after they um after baby yoda shorts out the um the wires and they're drinking like broth or something mando doesn't even take off his helmet in front of Yo- baby yoda well, they kind of, yeah, because, but we were asking that like what last episode when they were, when he was in the little bed. And we're right. like, oh, I kind of wonder if he takes off his helmet in front of the kid. And they kind of answered it with this one because he was kind of really curious and he's like trying to look up, like, oh, you know. Right. Is and he, you know, yeah. And I noticed, so remember last chapter when um, they were, when Mando got, got set up by the corns in that trap on the boat? When Mando dove after uh, Baby Yoda to try to save him, he tried to come up for air. And then when we were introduced to Bo-Katan and the other Mandos, when they lift their helmet, you hear like the pressure, like the air pressure, like unlocking from their helmet. Yeah. And then then we were discussing like, I don't think Mando's helmet is sealed. But then in this, when he's lifting it, you hear the sound, like it's the the air pressure. It's like decompressor or whatever you call it. Like... You can yeah, hear you do. every time he, he tilted, he lifted it up. So I'm right, like, right. what's going on here? Like maybe, any, I don't know. Or unless I just didn't hear it clearly in the last chapter. I swear, then, I thought he was, I thought he was gurgling last chapter when he was, uh, you know, maybe, maybe you guys couldn't hear it from all your squealing and shit. So. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Like, oh my God. <laughs> I'm so happy right now. Oh my gosh. Which will yeah. be like pretty much the next chapter when Ahsoka Tano is introduced. And I won't hear like the first like lines of dialogue. Wait, wait, wait. Who, who was Possibly. it? Was it? Possibly. Possibly. Well, the next chapter is now directed by Dave Filoni. So, Possibly. So we know it's going to. I mean, come on, like it's pretty obvious. It's gonna happen. Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. Um, unless, unless you still have some other thoughts <laughs> and comments that yeah. you don't think we're gonna see Ahsoka Tano. I, I don't know i don't know man i really don't know i i used to think i knew but I, like i said now i have no clue i mean they could totally do a 180 on us but i doubt yeah. it like you're, it is probably correct that next episode with dave filoni directing that the Sokus is baby i think he should direct it so i could see him doing it right and you then know, of course back. um when we head back so we head back to navarro because the ship is in dire need of repairs and we figured as much like he can't get all the way to to find uh, Ahsoka without getting that uh, the Razor Crest repaired, we're reintroduced to Cara, uh, Cara Dune, who's now Marshall Dune. Uh, yeah, those are pretty cool scene where she, those gangsters are like robbing or like so- someone else, or they lost a bet or something. Uh, what, what? They, they they stole some stuff and then they were counting or dividing it up. Oh, they stole it. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, because yeah, that was a species we saw in A New Hope, right? Where like um, you touch me. Or like you know whatever. Well, yeah, he was teamed up with that guy, right? We're like, I've got the death sentence on twelve I don't like systems, you. and yeah. you know, he doesn't like you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, I don't like yeah you. that's the guy. I don't yeah, like yeah. you either. <laughs> yep. Sorry, Evazon. Yeah. yeah. So he's the one that gets his. No, he, yeah, he is the one that gets his arm chopped off, right? 
Yeah. It, it was kind of weird. Like, just a couple of them had, like, red teeth and or red things. And the other ones yeah. had, uh, like, I don't know, maybe the, the other ones were female or something. I don't know. It was kind of, it was cool seeing him again, you know, that and, and then whatever that ferret thing was. That he was the fire ferret. <laughs> yeah, because, yeah, because one of them had a burn mark, right? Yeah, yeah, it's the fire yeah, ferret. Yeah, I think like cool. uh, like the at the end of the the chapter, like there was like a concept drawing of yeah the fire ferret like throwing right, right. like, fireballs or something. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I did enjoy that. Yeah. Did, 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 did Dune like get extra thick? Uh, I mean. Sure. Yeah, like she, she, like you know, she got she got bulky, like you know, like wake, Yeah, wake no, she. That's the thing because they mentioned last season that she picked up like when she was picking up Mando. I think it was in um, chapter eight. Yeah. They were saying that that wasn't a dummy; that that was an actual guy. Like you know, in that, and she picked him up no problem. And then she did the same thing in this chapter where she picks up that guy as he rolls over the top of him, you know, MMA style. And he's getting shot, but she picks him up and then throws him off. So I, I like she, it looks like that was an actual guy too. So she's just bulked up more so much than slimmed down, you know. Like, you know, to push away the haters, I guess, from on Twitter. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, I, I love mean, the kick ass. Um, <clears throat> her first move is like an MMA like move, and it was like really cool. And I figured I was telling, I was explaining to my to my wife to Julie, like it must be really cool for the stunt guys. And the sun coordinators to have an actor who knows a lot of stuff like that because they can they can easily like get into it it's not like you're going to teach them so much like you know you're just going to show them okay let's do this and then they get right into it without uh, it depends, having to worry man. about injury or much what, what was that like, i i heard stunt guys hated steven seagal because they like he kept breaking their arms and shit Oh, well, he's a dick, dude. Come on, now. Are, you, are we seriously gonna compare Dune to to her or to what's his name? Hey, Steven Seagal is like a you know. He was, he was self- a judo master. Yeah, he's a master of, of uh, that was that's bu- the I mean uh, Aikido. You know. Yeah. He still uh, sucks. Well, he was good in the eighties, so. Yeah, I, I like, I like in the 90s. I like, or early nineties, early nineties, early nineties. Yeah, yeah I, was gonna say, I like Under fat Seagull though. Yeah, Under I like siege. him when he's fat. <laughs> All <laughs> right, so back to <clears throat> the chapter. Uh, so as soon as as soon as that scene ends, where uh, pretty much it, the title kicks in, and then we see Mando and Baby Yoda arriving to Navarro, and then uh, of course um, they they greet and. Uh, basically meet up with Mando and we're introduced to like a different kind of Navarro where like uh, the people are thriving. The market is like, busy. I know, they got a farmer's market and shit. Yeah, <laughs> farmer's market. Guess your organic, like, you know, I know. I was just like, Oh, you want some kombucha? <laughs> <laughs> some space kombucha. Mm, yummy. Mm. So from, from well, green milk. Mm. Well, they mentioned that there is lava on the planet. So if there's lava, the soil around it should be pretty, like you know, like in Hawaii, like it's the soil should yeah. be very fertile and like you know, you should have be able to get some like really fresh crops and stuff from that. So we we pretty much are taken to a school, a little classroom with a protocol droid. I'm not sure who the voice of that protocol droid is, but a lot of people were saying that that voice seemed a little too familiar. Um, hmm. Just couldn't pinpoint unless. Uh, maybe like the end credits should uh, should 
show it? Yeah, I did it. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. Right, and have to uh, like look through it again. Um, but then, of course, Baby Yoda joins the class, and all the kids are like, sure enough, they like look at him, like, look at this kid, like, yeah, look at the new kid, what a yeah. dick. Yeah, and the kids is like, give me your cookie, right now. Yeah, we're introduced to a headband kid, who at first, like, I thought was like, oh, this is a, this is a cool kid uh, of color who's gonna be nice to Baby Yoda when Baby Yoda it's like, asks it's like- for a. A green macaroon. It looks like they look blue, like blue. macaroons. It's like a blue macaroon, right? Yeah. Yeah, but he ends up being it was like a scene from Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, go find your own. Yeah. Go, go find your, your own. own. And then he's like, I'll have that cookie now. That's yeah. a force pull into himself. Uses yeah. the force. By the way, there is no shortage. Uh thank thanks to this chapter, there is more, even more baby Yoda memes than ever before. Yes. Um, yeah. So which as all it's just always great. Because you can never have enough Baby Yoda memes. Yeah, Baby Yoda uh, uses the Force, and he basically gets the, the whole pack. <laughs> and I'm surprised the kid was just like, just let it go. Like he didn't fight. It. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I thought like a, a brawl was gonna <laughs> break out or something. <laughs> well, I go into huh? talking about. I'm sorry, talking about Baby Yoda. Like I gotta applaud the um the puppeteers because man, they they did a lot of work this this uh a chapter because like even when he was inside that in the ship you know trying to work on it like just the effects of when the smoke came and he like coughed you know and then it just kind of blew like it, i don't know everything around it just seems so real like i buy it you know instead of the fake sometimes they go overboard with the cgi right so i don't know you get this weird attachment to the kid because he's you know puppeteered so well Oh yeah, and like what we've heard from the set of season or of season one, that the actors were like so into baby. I mean, everyone, the cast and the crew, are so into Baby Yoda and treating him like you know, he's real. Oops, spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, was also looking, trying to look for um, the cast really quick. Okay, so then of course we're reintroduced to Mithril the blue alien guy who Mando captures in the very first chapter. And uh, Horatio Sands. Horatio Sands. That's right. That's uh, the actor. Yeah. He's a comedian. Okay. I'm from so, SNL. A long time cast member on SNL and he's appeared on Glow, Black oh, yeah. Monday, okay. and Zeroville. He, he, uh, he did the cork, the cork, uh, uh, the cork suckers. <laughs> what? A bit. <laughs> oh, like a bit. Uh, on snl okay yeah. Yeah, yeah he just like he just pulled a scene from uh was it finding nemo oh you guys made me ink when he like whatever he just right, I don't know, right. whatever that was i was like what the he squirted hell? like some kind of like mist because <laughs> he got scared yeah. when he saw man <laughs> like i don't want to go back to carbonite like oh gosh okay so the teacher droid was voiced by or so I guess there's there's two actors here that are listed. Uh, so Chris Bartlett physically played the teacher droid, okay. and then Catherine Elise Drexler uh, voiced her, and she's yeah. a po- she's a post production yeah, coordinator like, at Lucasfilm. Yeah, yeah. Everybody, that's she's familiar. Like some bomb. 
<laughs> oh my god! <laughs> well, I, yeah, I don't know. But you know, like, you know, Star Wars fans. Oh yeah, she sounds familiar. Yeah, it's exactly. like her, it's like from that episode, that the episode in Rebels, like you know, in chapter yeah, fourteen, like, and, uh, and, and like forty-five seconds in, there was this little little voice that said "meh," and that was her. Well, if you listen closely to the teacher droids, she's talking about the maelstrom. That was mentioned or that we've seen in Solo, the spin-off yeah. film. Yeah. yeah. So she was teaching the class about that. Um, but hey, it's pretty cool. To I, I like that. I like that I'm one. Just, I'm I, just surprised I like because you're like everybody said it sounds familiar, and I was expecting like some big name, and it's just like <laughs> janitor number two somewhere in the back. Like, yeah, production assistant from yeah, production assistant production number three, coordinator at Lucasfilm. So that, that's still a pretty cool perk of the job. I mean, you get to be in a Star Wars show or a movie. I mean, hey, I'll yeah, say and it. you get to sniff and sniff the jock of Kathleen Kennedy. Sure, that's cool. <laughs> oh my god! All right, and then uh, the school kid Daniel Negrete. I guess not much uh, uh, notoriety there yet, but I saw yeah, that he sucks. On, uh, on IGN. And I just thought it was hilarious because they were like, they got a GIF. I tried to look for the GIF on Facebook, but I think it's only on Twitter. Um, they pre- oh, IGN pretty much tweeted like, oh, we hope everyone has a great weekend, except for Headband Kid. <laughs> yeah, oh. <laughs> yeah you, you didn't give up your cookies freely, so we're going to crush you on the internet, that poor kid. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, of course, uh, Mando, again, is asked for help. Because of course it's a it's a pretty cool trade off. It works, and I like that everything is set up where Mando needs help, and they also need Mando's help. Uh, so Mando needs a ship repaired, and they also need Mando's help. They pretty much have turned the whole planet around, except for one part, of course, which is the Imperial base uh, that they were looking at. And they pretty much explain like if they can destroy that base and like make the the lava go haywire and destabilize it, then it'll very much obliterate the base and the imps can, you know, get out of there. They won't have a reason to go back. So mm. when they break in, they use uh, Mithril's speeder and it's explained that Mithril has, uh, is it a li- it's not a life debt, but it's like uh, he owes Grief Karga like X amount of years. It's like a hundred plus years. It was like three hundred. It was three hundred something years, and then he, he said that the more like the episode went on, that he'd shave off like what one hundred and thirty years or something like that off his right, sentence. Right. Yeah, and I'm surprised. Like, sasses, he'd give him more time if he kept sassing and like giving him crap. Right, yeah. and I'm like, okay, the, so this the species of mithril li- li- can live like that long, like at least more than that's that. what I was saying. I was like, okay. No, they were making jokes about like how that's ridiculously long and that's not going to happen. You know, like basically you're going to be here forever. Right. And, oh, okay. Okay. Know, it makes sense. You're going to work for free. Pretty much. Yeah. Well, I mean, he said he screwed him over like how much in accounting or something like that. Something like that. Kind of ironic. Yeah, I mean, we don't like, know their you know, lifespan, so we can't be for sure if it was just a joke or not. We don't know their lifespan. Right. That's true. Yeah. It's kind of it's kind of ironic that uh you know Carl Weathers is talking about slavery. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, <laughs> my gosh, dude. There's a whole flip universe there. Yeah, I know. Wait mm. a minute, Disney. 
Yeah. Oh, hey, do you know, I do want to say to Carl Weathers, like, I really like that he paid so much homage to the other movies and stuff, yep. like with shots and like screen wipes. And like, there was just so many times where I was, you know, DiCaprio and that pointing meme. I was like, oh, hey, I remember <laughs> that scene looks familiar, you know, like he's using the similar shots. And I really like that. I, you know, it, it, it's good. nice to see a director like really uh, pay homage to everything else that's brought this where it has, where it is today, you know? So. Yeah. So I'm trying to see any information on mithril as far as like... Oh, the species? Yeah. Um, this, is a, this is the first time we've seen his species, if I'm correct, right? I could be totally wrong. Probably am. It's probably um, in like, you know, like Solo or... or uh, actually, no, yeah, this is the Rogue first one or something. I don't no, know. We've never seen, we've never seen mithril. Really? Yeah. Well, okay. So it says... It says um, episode nine, the rise of Skywalker, but Mandalorian chapter one debuted before the rise of Skywalker. So it's still, we, we still first saw it in the Mandalorian. Mm. Yeah, it, it says uh, appearances also is credited as episode nine, rise of Skywalker. Um, it, I'm not seeing anything as far as like life expectancy. Um, but it says here, it's, I thought it was interesting. Um, the mithril had amphibious traits such as gills and fins on their heads. They had thoraxes, which had to be evacuated and could molt. Young mithril could produce a sweet musk after molting. Their faces would become barbed. Mithril at a younger age were referred to as fledglings. So I guess That's that hot. musk that comes out of him is not as sweet anymore because he's not young. <laughs> he ain't a young bucket. What? Oh, okay. So yeah. They're all fart. Yeah. So, so you get they... squirting on the job. <laughs> when they when they break into the base and uh mando like looks up he pretty much jet pack jet packs to the um the platform which is pretty high uh above and of course before you know it a stormtrooper like falls out of nowhere and then they're trying to they're trying to break in the the turbo lift and then sure enough they break into the base and you can tell that like okay, there's there's not much going on. You can't see a whole lot of troops, but there's still stuff there. They have the um, I forgot the name of that armored like tank that that they uh, uh, imperial transport. Oh right? yeah, but it, it's called something else. Like and uh, see see something. It's yeah, Mithril mentions like you know how much that would fetch in the black market. Uh, it's the Kenner Imperial Transport toy. <laughs> that's right, right. That. And that's why, yeah, when they when we saw that in the, I think it was, yeah, towards the end of season one, like, it got everyone excited for those who were, like, kids back in, like, 77. 70. Yeah, seeing, it li- seeing it in live action since Rebels do, that, yeah, everyone wet their pants for sure. Right. Yeah, that was cool. And then before you know it, so, yeah, they break in the, they break in the base, and then they get to the control panel, and then I thought like it would it would have been so practical if Mando just jetpacked a little bit over because there was no guardrails. But they have like uh, grief cargo grief is like Mithril, like yo, you go, we'll cover the door. <laughs> He's like, there's no guardrails on this. Yeah, no, that that line made me laugh so hard because it was like there's it's been a joke that the Empire doesn't like guardrails, and of course they gotta put that little platform over the lava with no guardrails you know it's just so classic oh there's no guardrails man hurry up hurry up let's go come on hurry up like i can't tell you how many times he said hurry up right and then they break in uh they try to get out further and then of course we 
see these imperial scientists because uh, as soon as they destabilize the, the the base and they've got pretty much like 10 minutes the imperial scientists are already working on like these drives and, and one of them tells the other scientists like purge the drive and then as soon as we see our heroes and they're starting to blast blast away at them um the other imperial scientist was like uh destroy the drive or something like that like destroy it destroy it because yeah they were they were shooting the panels you know right just calling it quits before they died yeah and then of course they try to find out like what's what is this and then we see we see this tank and we don't get a full close-up shot of it but there's something in that tank in that in that liquid there's four of them there's four of them right four tanks but then the one that they feature we don't even get a close-up of it but from afar to me it almost looked like uh snoke or a clone of snoke or something like that no, I agree. I just I don't know if I don't know if they're gonna go that route. That'd be kind of interesting if they did, but I don't know because the, you know, when they you know, get that um, recording from the scientist in uh, season one, he mentions the M count and then he's ran out. You know, midichlorian count, I assume. Yes. And they're like, they're doing some evil scientist stuff where they're you know injecting them into uh volunteers i think is what he said right volunteers and then and then it's not working out so my brain went directly to super soldiers rather than snoke right you know yeah that um yeah that that was just my first thought when we saw the image and then when we get the when we see that because they demand like um they tell mithril like uh who is it cara dune that tells her like we want, no, show it or like um, grief carga, who tells him like no, like play play the message, and then of course uh, that's Doctor Pershing, who who's back from season one, and then he mentions and then he mentions like the Moff Gideon, he, like the recording is directed at Moff Gideon, and then uh, Mando is pretty much like Moff Gideon's dead, and then of course Mithril tells him well this recording was just done like three days ago, and so that's when like they pretty much like got uh shook as the kids would say because um <laughs> now they know like uh all hell will break loose because moff gideon is still after them then you know i mean it's one thing if you've got other bounty hunters or other you know um gangs or other characters who are after you but it's another if moff gideon's after you because we know the threat that he he poses so uh they pretty much tell car cara dune tells mando to jet back to the town and they'll handle themselves. And so as soon as they start blasting their way out, they get into that aerial <clears throat> transport and basically fly it off. <clears throat> so, so yeah, when they, when they pretty much jump off that platform, oh, did you want to mention, Guya, something about blasting away? The yeah, which, no, I, I kind of noticed again. Like I was, uh, this is like a comment that I that I've had like over the years. Like for such a like big empire, for such a powerful empire that conquered everything, like these guys are like horrible shots, you know. And, and I'm sure people that have addressed it already, but like like me as a like a casual person that like like knows how to shoot like a gun. Like, you know, I, I can shoot a couple of stormtroopers easily. I can shoot the blue guy and, you know, Apollo Creed easily from, from well, that see, kind that's of cover. What I, that's what I was going to ask about that being the 
novice of the Star Wars, is that like supposed to be some kind of special canon or is it a running joke? Because it's pathetic that they, like you said, they rule the empire, but they have a gal- an army of imbeciles that can't fire for anything. Okay, yeah. I, I have I have a couple answers to that. What what nonsense uh, is that? Okay, so after um, episodes four, five, and six got released into theaters, it, it became a joke. Like uh, you know that they miss everything. You know what I mean? And then um, in Rebels, the TV series. Uh, when Rex is putting on the armor, he's like, I can barely see out of this thing, you know? And like, he says that multiple times that he could barely see out of the helmet. And so they kind of like made some of it canon right there. But my real answer to that question would be, it's just plot armor. I mean, cause they hit Mando all day long, but he's got armor. So the <laughs> ricochets, you know, but everybody else, they miss by a mile, you know? So I don't know. That's just kind of my thoughts on it. And I was just like I was just kind of confused. Yeah, I'm like, like for a, you know, for a bunch of conquerors and all that stuff. The, these guys are like, like yeah. horrible warriors, you know. It's the army yeah, and numbers exactly. thing. It, it's the numbers thing, like the droid army. You know, it was the numbers that overwhelmed everybody. And I assume that the empire is the same way. It's the numbers that overwhelmed. No, but the, the droids are better shots than these guys, aren't they? Or are they worse? I'd say the droids were better shots. I think. I think yes so. Because no. <laughs> yeah. if one Gungan can destroy like a whole battalion of droids, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, Jiminy, Jiminy Christmas. That's like I'm. The thing that was, the, I'm a little confused. The, Again, there's no knock on anything. I'm just like wondering, like if you know, if like if this is like the norm, because like why would people be so afraid of them if they're horrible shots? <laughs> you yeah. know, yeah. I'm like. Well, at this point, they're not, I guess they, not everyone would be afraid of them anymore because the Empire is pretty much like all but wiped out, unless, uh, except with the exception of a few remnants. But if you remember yeah, like the, like, the chapter seven or uh-huh. chapter eight in season one with the biker scouts, when they had, uh, when they were waiting. Yeah, 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 when they were shooting the. Yeah, they were the, shooting the, at that thing and they couldn't even, you know, and the biker yeah. scouts have better, like, uh, a better helmet where the yeah and the, they were blaming the gun right you know right. rattling it and all that stuff right and, and then like what i noticed was like on in rogue one right in in the movie rogue one like the 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 guys in the in the black uh droid or you know the, yeah, the black troopers. uniforms yeah. yeah those are way better shots i was like whoa they're actually they're actually shooting people so i'm like so like are, are like you know, the, they, they, the the guys in the white the stormtroopers like just a bunch of like you know yokels that like have guns and like <laughs> like you know typical typical Americans or something. Well, oh my gosh, dude! No, I'm I, like, <laughs> oh my gosh, get out of here! No, like you know you're right because um uh, like even in uh, chapter six when uh he's talking about Bill Burr. And he's like, well, you know, he was an Imperial sharpshooter, you know, and Mando's like, well, that's not saying much. And he's like, I wasn't a stormtrooper wise ass, you know, and like, yeah, yeah. it's, it's the, it's kind of like the running joke in the universe. Too, so, the, yeah, so, so like the, the stormtroopers are pretty much like, you know, let, let's just say like typical American who buy guns in, you know, at Carthart or, or you know, Cabela's or something like that. And yeah, like, yeah, oh, kind, yeah. Of, kind of like you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, sure. like me? I don't, I don't have any guns. Yeah, you just, but... you, well, you just said like, oh, even me, I could shoot a gun better than that. Oh, yeah. I, I, I can, I'm sure that I can shoot better guns, you know, than them. I don't even have a gun. 
I'll but I'm sure I'm sure I can. I, I'm a little more accurate than than any of them. But <laughs> okay, all righty then. Yeah. All right. So when they jump off the uh, with the Imperial transport, they we know that the Imperial transport is like a pretty bulky uh, transport, and before you know it, like Kara Dune, like pretty much guns it out of the platform, which again is a really like high off distance from the ground, mm-hmm. and you've got. Grief Karga and Mithra who are like, no, they're like screaming. <laughs> and you're like fearing for the, pretty much wetting their pants. And sure enough, Kara Dune went on Mithril's <laughs> and he was like, yeah, that was funny. my speeder. And she's just like, shut up. Like, who cares? We're getting out of here. Like <laughs> they did a good yeah, that, job that making, making that feel like a long drop. They did a really good job with that. Because right. you know, I kinda okay. I kind of clenched a little bit too as it went over. I love seeing what, what we saw right after. And it's the biker scouts going down the like the side of the mountain, and then they're yeah. like they're like they look so badass, and you can hear that sound the biker like the speeder bike sound effect, and then two of them like one of them like even <laughs> into each other like boom yeah, yeah cool. it, it, it was, was like, there was like a, a, fi- a five man so- squad, and then it became three because like two yeah, of them were, like, were jackasses. It was, it was badass until those dudes ran into the rock. Yeah, I was like, I was like oh. completely screwed up for me. <laughs> I was like, these well, are the scout. These are the scout troopers I remember from. They, they, they could have captured. I... <laughs> they could have captured the transport like with five of them. Like, right. Seriously. Yeah. Right. But no, like you know, they had it had to be three. So and the other guy was like, "Well, workers' comp won't, won't answer that." Well, at least I didn't shoot anybody. You know. <laughs> oh my god. So yeah, but I I do love um then pretty much the chase and I guess that's a it's a huge part of Star Wars when you have an action sequence, especially a chase sequence. So. Mm-hmm. The three speeder bike uh, biker scouts chase after the um, Kara, Grief, and of course Mithril, and Grief Karga is on the turret of that Imperial transport. And at first, I thought that Imperial transport had uh, closed like like uh, windscreens or windshields, but I guess it's just open, unless yeah. Kara just didn't close it. No, no, I thought the same thing too. It's just open. Yeah, it's just, it's just left open. Uh, and of course, it adds more to the intensity of that. They can just easily fire inside and see them. Um, so Grief Karga is like, I love the targeting computer because it's the first time we see um, when, of course, that they she rams into one on the side of the mountain. And then the other one, uh, I forgot what the other one was. He, he shot the first one and then he ran. Oh, yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, she rammed the, rammed the second one. The and then one. the third and one, since they're so fast, they get they get to like catch up to them. The third one, the the biker on top. gets on top of it, and Grief yeah. Karga's looking around with the turret and on the targeting computer. For the first time, you see like, oh, it can scan. Obviously, it would be able to scan anything, but it sees the the figure of the biker scout who, uh, who's about to like throw the grenade and just blows him up. And then as they speed yeah, off, it's like, <laughs> you see the helmet. <laughs> he, was, he was laughing like a dickhead. He was laughing like a dickhead. I was like, oh, I shot somebody. <laughs> I was like, wow. Yeah, so, and then of course, as the base is pretty much like uh, getting destroyed, you you got four or three? I think it's four. TIE Fighters? It was four. Yeah, I think it was four. Four TIE Fighters that take off. And I, I don't, if I'm not mistaken, uh, it's in season, eight, uh, season, chapter eight of the first season of Man- Mandalorian that we, that we see a TIE Fighter fold its wings. And it's a big deal because We've never seen that before in any of the movies. We always thought like, oh, even in the Force Awakens, the but way they landed they, it like that, <laughs> right? The the way they, yeah, they landed, they land like that. And for you to get in, you'd have to either have like a hatch open and with a ladder, 
or like something like how do you reach like it's not like accessible like you can just hop in like for the x-wing yeah. they have a ladder for it so yep. yeah so it's oh go ahead no 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 i, I mean I was just saying, like, even in the show Rebels, they, they had to get in the ladder and go up to the top hatch because they, they just landed straight. So, I mean, I'm assuming it's a new upgrade for the for the Empire that's dead. But yeah. it was good seeing the TIE pilots again, man. They were pretty cool with the with the white or gray marks on the, right, on the, the stripes, helmet. Yeah. That was pretty that was cool. cool. Um, yeah. but I think are they going to upgrade the, the toys, Mike? Huh? Of course they are. Of course. I think they're going to upgrade the toys. Hopefully. That would be cool. I mean... If they can upgrade the TIE fighters in universe, you think that they can upgrade the Stormtrooper helmet so that they can see better and shoot better. <laughs> yeah, really. So, but I guess, yeah, um, it is is it is that part of that running joke. So TIE fighters chase after them. And sure enough, like Grief Karga is like shooting on the sides of the, the mountain to try to see like, you know, if, if they can, uh, or he's also trying to chase like the, the shot of the TIE fighter. And sure enough, he gets one of them but then it's so fast that it eventually like crashes into them. And he even backs away from the turret because he knows the TIE fighters are like pretty much going to crash on the transport. And then of course they clear off the, that um, the, the mountains pretty much, and they're on open field. And so it's pretty much like hunting season for the TIE fighters. It's never been easier for them to chase after them. And we know that TIE fighters are very fast. I think they're, among the they're even faster than x-wings so they're they're pretty lethal as far as like chasing after after uh anyone so before you know it of course as they are about to fire on the the uh, imperial transport you've got the razor crest uh, there's shots that are fired and blows up one mm -hmm. of the tie fighters and then of course you see the razor crest is back in action with and that was like that was a really fast repair, I gotta say. But of course, ridiculously fast. I mean, fast I, it wasn't an even faster jet, uh, you know, jetpack. Like Jesus Christ, like I was like, what a span of five minutes. Right. Like, how how far did, like, did he? How huh? far did he fly? Well, that that whole distance. Man, like you know, <laughs> like that that fast, huh? Mm, interesting. But then what, what I'm what I'm thinking is, um, how much like fuel or like. It's got to be fuel that he used for that jetpack. So how much like fuel can it store, or like, like how much time can he burn off? Like you know, I'm I'm always just curious about that. But that's just as me. much as he needs for the episode. A nerd. About <laughs> <it>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not armor. And so of course, um, when uh, when that happens, of course we get some amazing flying scenes of the Razor Crest. I love that he flies up and he chases that Tie Fighter, and. The TIE fighter is like trying to get away, actually, because when he sees the, because he's like, whoa, what's this? What ship is that? Like, this is pre-Empire. I don't know what that is. It blew, it blew up one of my buddies, so I'm getting out of here. I'm going to the next Imperial base, and Mando chases after him, and I love that when they go up, he shoots him, and he does this move where he, I think he turns on the, he switches the brake off, the air brake. No, you know, he turned off the engine, I think. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He turned yeah, off like the he engine. put out the, like the, the the panels too, you know, to like slow him down, and he like right. The camera went the opposite way, which is nice. Good, good cinematography, you know, where he's turning around. And then he boosts towards the other one, and it's yeah. a it's a pretty badass like shot of a standoff, and they're like he starts spinning, and you see like yeah. Baby Yoda's like ah, he's like racing like a roller coaster, he's eating his <laughs> his, his uh, macaron, and um. He's just cheering. He's just loving it. 
I love Wait, so so how fast did, did did you know Mando like fly over there and then pick up the damn kid and then check check out the the Razor Crest and fly over and that was pretty quick, man. He was rushing. He was just like, we gotta get out. Uh, of here. I was I was just like, man, this this guy's good, you know. Well, like, you know, once they found out that they or once he found out that they needed the kid again, he was like, we're getting the hell off this planet. So I know. You know, but he had to check out the like. You know, what if the Razor Crest wasn't fixed? You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I mean, then everyone would have died probably, and then we wouldn't have the rest of the season. Yeah, uh, there you go. It would have stopped at like chapter four because like, you, know, you know, basically the the Mon Calamari last episode, like pretty much. Uh, or is it last episode? No, no. Yeah, it was the last. Yeah. Episode. Uh-huh. So, like they they didn't fix shit. He's just like, oh, it'll fly, but it won't be much. One of the worst mechanics in the galaxy, apparently, because uh, well, just you know, they're just up with fishnets and like, you know, yeah, rope and, and fishnets, and they put and, duct tape, and they're like, oh, you're good to go, man. Yeah, yeah. good to go. This bad boy will fly. Yeah. He, he said, uh, um, Mando asked that Mon Calamari like fuel her up, and then he said, well, if 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 it can hold fuel, like, <laughs> <laughs> so. But yeah, that badass yeah. shot of Mando like attacking that other Tie Fighter. Mando starts spinning and blasting away, and sure enough, yeah. like, this obliterates uh, that Tie Fighter. And then of course uh, we've got everyone else: Grief Karga and uh, Kara and Mithril, like cheering, cheering on. And Grief Karga even offers like a drink for Mando, but Mando's like, "That's all right, I gotta get going." So they basically speed off. And then we get a message, a hologram message uh, from one of the mechanics to the so You're skipping Empire. a little bit. You're skipping a little bit. Oh, what am I skipping? You're skipping oh, the, the part where the, uh, the, oh, that's right, that's right. the um, two X-Wings showed up, the cops of the... Uh, well, of just the... one. Just one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but there was we two, uh, two X-Wings. We, we didn't two, see yeah. uh, Filoni. Oh, okay. Yeah, the, yeah, so there's two X-Wings landed there, but the only pilot we saw was... Uh, right, right. What's his uh, name? Filoni wasn't there, and I saw Carson. I saw, yeah, I saw comments that made me laugh. On, <laughs> they're like, "Where is Trapper Wolf? Is he safe? Is he all right?" Because <laughs> 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 they didn't see him in, in this episode. But yeah, he he tries to get he tries to re-recruit uh, Cara Dune. You know, I thought that was really interesting. And was that like a badge that he like put down in front of her? Yeah, like is this is this so cops I, like? So I, I think Cara Dune is like could be like more more than just like a, you know, like what what she said like she was in in the rebellion, maybe she is an officer or something. Yeah, you know, she she left because they were just chasing down, or they were just like more like security, and she didn't want to do that anymore. Yeah. And then, so now that this guy's saying, I wonder if she's gonna join the the resistance now, you know, well, now that he he said that, wasn't she a shock trooper? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, well, she, she, was. she said she was. She said she was. When but the, it, uh, it, it could be more because like that <laughs> that looks like a badge, like you know, like some something important. Well, yeah, she said in the last season that she was a rebel um, shock trooper, and then when they won after the Battle of Endor, they cleaned up some you know Imperial warlords and stuff like that. But then afterwards, they were more like security for senators and stuff like that. And then she's oh, like, yeah. "Yeah, I'm I'm done," so she left. Right. Right. <laughs> Was like secret so, service or something for the resistance? Maybe uh, I, I don't know what like 
because I mean, those two X-wing pilots remind me of like cops TV show. So like, I can't tell if that was a badge or if that was like the Imperial shock trooper, like signet or something, or, you know, it was like, or it was just like a badge and like, Hey, like this is here. If you want it, if you want to join us kind of thing, you know, I don't know. Yeah. It felt like a calling card pretty much. Yeah. So for her to like think about it, but then she mentions like she lost everyone on Alderaan. So he said he saw before Alderaan, right? Or he was there when when Alderaan. He, he was part of the rebellion during uh, Alderaan. That's yeah. right. Yep. Yeah. So, all right, and then of oh, course- and then and then and then grief. Uh, uh, before before even that, like grief was like talking to the, all right, the, the guy, and then he he was just like giving him just just the basics. Well, so what happened when? Uh, oh, oh, yeah. You know when what happened when the Tie Fighter came in and they, when did the Razor Crest? I didn't say the Razor Crest was here. What are you talking about? Yeah, he, he was covering Mando's butt. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I was like, what are you talking about? Like, I know. <laughs> uh, it was funny. It was it was just kind of cool. Like, like people were just looking out for for Mando and stuff. So. Yeah. Right, and then of course we get to the mechanic sending a, a hologram message to the Empire, or we get that shot of that ship. I forgot the name of that ship, but that was in the comics, I think. It looked like a model again, too, which I got super giddy about. Yes, it doing did. Models again. Yeah, it looked like a shot right out, right out of A New Hope. Yeah, oh, I love it. I love it, man. I'm trying to find... Um, I want more. The name of the ship. But yeah, we get that mechanic. She said, uh, The mechanic sends a message to an Imperial officer and tells her that pretty much the uh, homing the beacon... Device. The homing device has been installed on the has been planted on the razor crest. Imperial <clears throat> officer walks over to what looks like a lab in a section in the ship. It opens up, and of course, we've got Moff Gideon. And she tells him the message that you know we have the ra- uh, the razor crest, the homing beacon has been planted. And then Moff Gideon says, Oh, does he does he still have the assets? And she confirms it. And so, of course, now it's going to be easier than ever for them to track down Mando and Baby Yoda. And then sure enough, uh, as the scene progresses, it zooms out and we don't get another we don't get another close up of what looks like armored troopers of some sort. Yeah, like he's smart, too, right? He's smart. He just like he gave that sly smile like, yeah, we're going to get this son of a bitch. Right. We will be ready. And then like... um, yeah, like the it looked like shock troopers or like not shock troopers, but the death trooper uh, armor. Well, see to Kinda, me, but but then was... but then it could be like that uh, the super soldiers that you're talking about, Chester. Well, yeah, no, I'm talking about like because I, I assume that's what he's doing, but they look like dark troopers from I can't remember what video game, but the dark troopers were Dark Empire. Yeah, but they were droids, right? And in, in in the video game, they weren't people. So. I'm looking. Like, I, I, it could be. From, it could be droids. This is from denofgeek.com. It says um, from denofgeek.com, the Dark Troopers, the Force-sensitive Imperial Commandos, introduced in the Dark Empire comics from Dark Horse, mm-hmm. or the half-man, half-machine hybrid soldiers from the Dark Forces video games. Yeah, there they are. So, yep, that's what I'm talking about. That's the speculation. I was trying to look closely, but. Um, some of the armor reminded me of Vader's like some of the helmets almost look like a little bit like Vader's helmet in a sense um, 
They had like uh, breathing tubes too, you know, on the sides, it looked like. Right. So, and I think that's what they were, uh, that's what they were experimenting on in the lab on Navarro, which are those dark, uh, the dark troopers. So if you've got, uh, pretty much because um, they said they're doing the M count for these for baby Yoda. Well, it only seems a pro and it, it, this is when everything clicked, of course, for next chapter. If you've got dark troopers who are force sensitive, sensitive and I need a motherfucking Jedi to help you out, dispatch some motherfuckers with maybe double lightsabers. I don't know. Maybe a Sano. You're right. And here's the thing. I'm curious if even if Moff Gideon was uh, the volunteer and if he's force sensitive too. If we don't, if we remember that Giancarlo Esposito little spoiler uh, where he talks about how, oh, he's pretty good with that lightsaber of his, you know, and like, "Mm, I wonder if we're going to see that next episode. I think we will. I think we will. There's no way that um, Hasbro makes that Darksaber role-playing toy and not going to be used in this season. And so I'm thinking that Mando is going to need Ahsoka's help. And eventually, I don't know, maybe we'll see. I don't know if we're going to see Bo-Katan join up as well. But Bo-Katan is focused. But then that's the thing. Bo-Katan wants that Darksaber. So it's all going to, it's all coming up. It could could be everybody plus uh, Ezra. Because um, in the years, uh, Ahsoka may have found Ezra already. Maybe. Maybe, man. Like, that's what I'm saying. Imagine, like, two two Jedis, like, working with Mando. Well, see, this is the the other thought that, like, I don't think is realistic. But um, those soldiers that we saw briefly, I was curious if they were... uh, What were those troopers in Fallen Order again that were, like, specialists against, you know, Jedi? They had the batons Um, and stuff. I'm trying to remember the name. Yeah, 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 those guys. That, That could be it. Purge troopers, thank you. I was yeah, curious yeah. if maybe that we're gonna see those in live action, dude. Like in this show, that'd be kind of cool, man. Like, why wouldn't he have those at his disposal? Right. I mean, anything is free game at this point. Um, but the dark troopers, I think, introducing again some something new, and then of course uh, Hasbro on Mando Mondays would be like now available for pre-order. <laughs> <laughs> well, might might I remember everyone? that we have officially seen everything in the trailer. We have four four juicy episodes left of nothing we've seen yet. It could be part one, part two, part three, part four of the same story. Like an arc? Yeah, it could yeah. be like an arc. But I mean the whole whole episode is uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll have to see. I don't I don't want to say anything on that. Yeah, I mean it's all Let's technically see. one whole story, so Yeah. Or to, you know maybe next next episode will be a Dave Filoni filler. I don't know. Who cares? We're gonna watch it anyways. It There's matter. no way it's gonna be a Dave Filoni filler. It's you never know, man. In JSO Katano film, that's what it's gonna be. Yeah, pro- probably, <laughs> probably. I, I lost already. <laughs> but then yeah, I mean, as soon as like the whole like oh purge troopers and like they're gonna be force sensitive or like you know they have force abilities like then you know. Yeah, Mando's cool and all. He's got the best car. He's a pretty dang good fighter. Yeah, all of a sudden they get a force choke. Like, yeah, you gotta. You need someone yeah. with the force to. I mean, what's Baby Yoda? Get, I mean, Baby Yoda is not exactly trained or skilled in fighting. 
So, you know, he can maybe choke one, but then if you've got like a whole room filled with those dark troopers, well, I mean, right. You know. And that's what I'm saying is like, is this, I, mean, I assume Ahsoka would be able to take them all, but I, I mean, if Ezra's there and then maybe Sabine is there. Yeah. Wouldn't know, that be like, nice? Oh man. <laughs> let, me, like, Wait, dude, is, that... let me ask you guys a question. Uh, I'm not, I wasn't familiar with this. Kanan, uh, Kanan uh, is dead, right? Or no? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, went yes. out in a blaze of glory. He sacrifices yep. okay. himself in rebels. Okay, mm-hmm. I just want—I just wanted to make sure. Like he was a cool character because, like he, not—it it wasn't until he was blinded that, like, he became this such a powerful Jedi. Yeah. Because, like, yeah. he didn't—he didn't believe in himself until then. Yeah. Like he began, and then all of a sudden, he just like, hey, you know what? I'm blind. I, can, I think I he saw the force in a whole new way. After. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Um, I need to catch up on Rebels then. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's good. You'll like it, man. The last season's pretty good. And they talk about Mandalore a little bit more too, you know, um, than the beginning okay. of season four. Sure. Okay. And uh, mm-hmm. what's the other thing that I need yep. to say? Oh, yeah. But um, Kanan's baby mama is still alive. Ooh. So. Kara. Yeah. Yeah. And his kid that somehow got her pregnant within that time. Ooh. But, you know. So, <laughs> did he oh. use the force <laughs> aggressively he, for sure? He's like, Oh, Kanan, I want you to force choke me. <laughs> <laughs> wow, okay, <laughs> and that's the end of the Mandalorian episode. <laughs> um, switching off a bit for the um, as far as the introduction, I'm imagining the introduction of Ahsoka now. And if it's a Dave Filoni directed episode, we're probably gonna see a giant. Loth wolf that Ahsoka is going to be riding on, or oh gosh, gonna be like part of her, like her, like guard, like watching. Her. The, oh. And or whatever we might, I mean, it's been speculated. I mean, we already know Boba Fett's in in the in uh, at play, or Captain Rex at the end. Yeah, we might see Captain Rex as well. Well, yeah. you know, yeah, that may. I'm sorry, yeah, that might be a possibility that unless is, he's dead from old age possibility i mean they confirmed in canon that he's there on the battle of endor so yeah and this is just five years so i mean captain rex loyal to his jedi commander ahsoka tano so he would be he, he could be there as well i mean man you're talking about like all these characters how, how many how many uh, uh clones uh Defied the the order. There was like four or three. I'm not sure if there's an exact count, but there's because the Rex and then like there's two other characters. Gregor, Gregor, and Wolf. Yeah. So there's three. Like, but well, no, Gregor, Gregor died. Spoiler alert. Right. I know, but like, but like three of them. Uh, so there's three of them that defied uh, the the order that we know of. That we know, yeah. you know, they're making the Bad oh, Batch um, series that we don't know anything about yet. You know, I, I bet you they're going to show more. Ah, uh, who knows? Yeah. Uh, but, you know, we'll see. It's four that we know. Yeah, I can't wait for chapter thirteen. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Dude, the next, the next four episodes are going to be quite the wild ride, I assume. Yeah. So. And then it'd be it'd be kind of cool at the at the very end if Ahsoka says like, you know, I'm going to train them. And then Mando has to choose, right? And then they, they have this little party, whatever, goodbye, whatever. So Mando walks alone again like a lone wolf, etc. 
mm-hmm. onto his adventures, and then uh, until the end of season three, when a young child or older child comes into picture, like a like a Padawan learner. Ooh, I'm, shit. I'm, I'm curious if Ahsoka will be. You never know. Hesitant. No, I know, but I'm just I'm curious if she'll be hesitant to take baby Yoda away from his uh, adopted father. Well, After he's... she saw what happened with Anakin, I'm curious if she'll be like he needs to stay with you kind of thing. You know? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It, it, um, it would be fun to speculate that, you know, and her... or baby Yoda will tell like Mando like his first words are gonna be, "This is the way," and then they're gonna <laughs> be like, "Oh my god, this is the way!" Or I have spoken. I have spoken. <laughs> oh, that would be amazing. I would lose my shit if if if, cool. if he said I have spoken. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would laugh if he t- spoke for the first time and it's some deep voice. No, father, <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> or something in reverse. Spoken have I. Cookie, I desire. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> yeah, I think there's uh, the, I have. the way this can go. It it has it's open. It has so many potential. It has so much potential. Um, yeah, we will have. Yeah, to I, I think Pinhead is just like waiting for like you know when 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 shit goes down, like all of a sudden like you know they they get a little thing and then all of a sudden this is the Enterprise. Uh, do you need <laughs> assistance? And then fucking like you know, all the 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 blasters coming in and you you see like data just destroying everybody. This force. I'm just waiting for them to get to Planet Vulcan, so I don't give a fuck until. <laughs> <laughs> wow. There you all go. Right. That's my man. Any other thoughts on Chapter Twelve, The Siege? Hmm. Oh, uh, okay. So I really like, um, gosh, I forgot his name already. Who's Grief Cargan again? Carl Weathers. Thank you. Uh, Carl Williams is who you like to say. But but, uh, (laughs) I I really liked his directing. I I like that he paid homage to to everything that came before it. And he was really respectful with how he shot it. And he did a really good job, added some nice classic dialogue from the stormtroopers. I like that too. I like I like that we're getting more father son stuff with uh, uh, the child and Mando, you know, and and that Mando is actually patient. I think that's fairly cool. Uh, <clears throat> you know, some things. Th- interestingly enough, this wasn't like my favorite episode. Like it was it was okay to me, which it seems odd, but because I, I liked uh, what was it chapter ten? I think I like chapter ten more. Oh, you mean one. the the episode where you saw Boba Fett? No, no, that the filler one with uh, with oh, the, the spiders. One. Yeah, it's frog ironic. Baby and yeah, the yeah, frog eggs. Chapter yeah, chapter ten. Yeah, interestingly enough, I know people. I'm gonna get hate for that, but the passenger. Yeah. Um. So you know, this one was all right. Uh, where the blue guy was is not really my favorite. He seems odd to me sometimes. Um, but you know, he's fun. He's all right. Um, I like seeing more of Gideon. Like he's very much. Darth Vader-esque, you know, type of overlord mentality kind of thing. Yeah. I also very Tarkin, you know, I, I like that too. So it's well, good. more Giancarlo, like in the yeah, future. definitely, definitely yeah. more when John. Those Carlo, doors please. open and he just turns around. He doesn't even say anything. He's just looking, and I'm like, I know, holy shit, here we go. Like, yeah. yeah, 
the present the presence alone man just exactly. like you know so it's he's such a phenomenal actor dude i can't give that guy enough credit he's so good um and i love the teases like you know we're all like they know what they're doing when they're showing us barely those super soldiers or whatever we're seeing you know um so with how everything that that everything went that went down it was fun it was exciting stormtroopers are stupid you know i get it <laughs> but that that speeder bike scene where they're going down the hill was so cool you know even though those idiots crashed it was still like these guys look so cool very they remind me of like dirt bike riders you know that were you know i don't know it was just it was just cool man i i was super excited it was really cool seeing uh, uh the tie fighter pilots again and and the classic deaths you know they're like oh and they cover their face and stuff you know <laughs> so um yeah i just i have no idea what's coming next man like i've been wrong every i mean i've been wrong half the time you know with what, what we're gonna see half so. the time i said we were gonna see boba first episode <laughs> so shut up kuya you said maybe what if we saw boba yeah you said what if man oh my gosh you and it dicks. hasn't been 100 percent confirmed yet because it could be Oh, it could be whatever. It could, could be Captain Rex, or it could be you know Wolf. It could know. be Kuya, but you know we're just speculating on retarded stuff, so that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> it shouldn't matter. Jester's used to being wrong all the time, so uh, yeah. it's business <laughs> as usual. Oh, what, what do you get for you know being a cart heart ninja? You know what I'm saying? Oh my gosh, I'm so yeah, glad I, I came back. I'm so glad I came back. <laughs> just to get hated on. Yeah, uh, high Sabusa over here, like. <laughs> Screw you guys. <laughs> All right, I'm done with my uh with my love fest of this episode. All right, any other thoughts, Pinhead? No, not really. I th- I thought it was I thought this is by far the funniest episode. There's too many funny things that happened. I thought it was delirium because I was sick the other day, yesterday, but I rewatched the episode. It is pretty funny. It was entertaining. Oh. And uh it, I, it couldn't be any more than I expected. I just, I really wish we could get out of this 38 minute bullshit. Like, let's Listen make it stop. Let's let, like, please. <laughs> I, I don't even have to have that. Let's just make it a solid 42, 43 minutes. Like stick to something because it's not even, it's not even a full 38 minute show because you have to take into account the recap and the end credits. So it's not right. even a full 38 minutes that you're watching the actual series. So let's get it together. Filoni, Favreau, let's get it together and push a little bit harder. Stop being lazy bums and push it a little bit more than that. Like this, that this, if I had a pet peeve with this show, it would be that inconsistency. Just stick with the consistency. Even, even if it's even, even if you stick to the 35 to 38 minute range, then stick to that. Don't change it the next week and make it a 45, 48 minute episode. And then the next week it's 30 minutes. Like, stop doing that. Be consistent. That's all I ask. That's it. But this is not, this is not Game of Thrones. I can't just fill this. It doesn't have to be Game of Thrones. It's not, it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be Game of Thrones. It's as long as it needs to be because Game of Thrones, no, you know. That's, not, that, that, that's a cop out bullshit answer. Well, that's the happen. answer I'm sticking with, damn it. it that's what I'm going to do. Well, that's good. That's fine. You can stick with that answer. It, it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be Game of Thrones. The fact of the matter is it's an episodic television series. It's not a novel. It's not a video game. It's not a, it's not a movie. It's an episodic TV series, and they should stick with some consistently timeline. It's not that hard. It's not that hard for a series to stick consistently with a certain time frame. It's not that hard. 
there's oh, this is the time that we no, it doesn't. It's it's unacceptable. It doesn't cut it. This is episodic TV. Get behind the fucking line. It's not that hard. That's my only gripe with it. Other than that, they're doing okay. All right. So, any other thoughts, Guia? No, I'm good. All right. So, I do want to this mention. So, here on denofgeek.com, there's a bit of other bonus trivia. So, I'm surprised that no one has made a meme of this yet or something like, oh my God. Uh, it says one of the children in the school has three top knots like Ray. This hairdo follows a long tradition of iconic and gravity defying Star Wars hairstyles. I'm surprised no one said like, oh my God, that's Ray. And then um, it says here, let's see. So the transport, the name of the transport is the Imperial transport is uh, identified as a Trexler Marauder. So it is a repulsor, repulsor craft. So uh, yeah, I wanted to make sure I figured out the name. I, I heard there was like a, there's a coffee cup uh, incident because like, a, I guess Game of Thrones had the, that coffee cup incident. Oh right? yes. Starbucks. Yes. The, that's a meme now. There's a guy mm -hmm. in a polo shirt and a watch and jeans. Uh, you can see him in the like back, right behind Carl Weathers or something. Behind right? Grief yeah. Karga. Grief Karga is like firing his blaster, and then the you can see like part of his arm and his his leg. And that's how much you want to bet that's John, John Favreau? How much you want to bet? No, it's not. It's, no, it's some not crew member with his hands in his pockets. You know. Like, hey, you never know. He might, you know, or you know, it could be Jester like jerking off. And oh my god! <laughs> I didn't see his hand in his pants. That was not me in that scene. I could swear. <laughs> so okay. So uh, back again to my theory on why I thought that it was possibly a clone of Snoke, or it mm. could be connected. It mentions here. It mentions here the Imperial Lab seems to contain strand casts. Not clones, exactly, but bioengineered organisms. This technology was used to make Supreme Leader Snoke, the decaying body through which Emperor Palpatine manipulated Kylo Ren and ruled the First Order in the sequel trilogy. We know strand casts aren't as easy to work with as clones, and it sounds like Dr. Persing's experiment is as precarious as the one that created Snoke. But there's no direct connection between the two as far as we know. So not exactly a, a connection, but then I think it's it's basically hinting towards that. Um, yeah. When I, when I saw I see it, because it reminded yeah. me of that scene in The Rise of Skywalker in the beginning when Kylo Ren <clears throat> goes to that Sith temple. And then, of course, we see the vat of, you know, and then Palpatine is like, my boy. <laughs> <laughs> my boy. I hate Snoke. I'm behind everything in the sequel trilogy. Thanks to J.J. Abrams. <laughs> we, corrected, we corrected the ship because, yeah. like, people, like you know, Star Wars fans hate you know the, the different things. It seems so I convenient, have, but they've. Had I have to explain everything within the first five minutes of this film to get everybody caught up after the travesty of the Last Jedi. <laughs> yeah. Within yeah, a few sure. words, I can explain the Last Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Uh, alrighty. Yeah. Well, I think that about wraps up our review of The Mandalorian Chapter 12, The Siege. Looking forward to the next chapter, directed by Dave Filoni. So, um, the episode is called Ahsoka Motherfucking Tano. 
that's, that's how she's gonna be introduced. And I'm gonna say like, when she appears on screen, I'm gonna say, holy Filoni. It's a so motherfucking tunnel. What are you, Robin from Batman now? Or at least, well, holy Filoni has been, has been uh, a saying of mine, or well, not just mine, but like a bunch of other fans that are like, oh. you know, hardcore with the Filoni man himself. So, well, then. For, for a while now. I might have so, to borrow that. Yeah. It's so hardcore. Mm. Yep. So, yeah, uh, that's pretty much it. Uh, again, I really enjoyed it. Action-packed. And um, I'm not really bothered so much, uh, just in as far as what Pinhead mentioned, I'm not bothered so much about the short running time uh, as long as, like, I'm getting, I'm getting a full meal. I'm getting my entree. I'm getting my side. I'm getting my, my drink. I'm getting my dessert. So I'm good. And by, next, by chapter 13... Oh man, I'm gonna get a full course meal, and uh, <laughs> who knows with the next four four chapters? I mean, we're gonna get so much. And as as uh, Jester mentioned, we've now seen everything in the trailer, so everything that's left, we haven't seen anything of, and we're not going to until the chapters themselves, which I'm totally up for because, and I love that they're being very secretive. Like, it's just a surprise. Just watch it and just enjoy it. And like, here you go. You want candy? Oh, here's candy. You want cake? Here's your cake. Like, you got everything. Like, it's it's really amazing. And what it's done uh, to Star Wars fandom, it's managed to unite Star Wars fandom, uh, you know, unlike other things, unfortunately. So, but hey, this is what we need right now. So, and it's a, it's a great way to kick off, uh, to end the the year that was that is 2020 so i mean baby yoda has come to save us all uh with great memes and comedy so all righty uh if you if you guys are listening uh to us on spotify please make sure to follow the show so it updates you when we upload a brand new episode and if you are listening to apple Podcasts, we do appreciate if you could rate and write a review on the show we'd love to hear your feedback we'd love to hear what you guys think of the show we do appreciate every time we hear feedback um but it's also it would definitely help the show if you uh rate the show on apple podcast and put it into writing for the reviews because it will help attract other listeners um because we definitely could use more listeners as we continue to build the show and uh, we definitely appreciate your support and all you can also leave us a voice message on anchor we should have the link, uh, the site on the show notes. And if you'd like to follow us on Instagram, you can follow the show at FMANDTB. You can follow me on Instagram at Filmmaker Mike and on Twitter at Jedi Mike 1128. And then if you're listening and you'd like to watch the video of this show, you can search for Jedi Mike on YouTube. And this video will be right there on my channel and you can watch it. Please like, please subscribe. And click the notifications. Yes, thank you. Pinhead. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like people <laughs> to follow you? Pinhead, by the way, Pinhead does these great pre-shows on Instagram Live. So, so sometimes it's before the podcast recording. Sometimes it's after, like the day after. Sometimes it's the day before or hours before. Yeah, so you need to follow 
it just depends on when I can get in there. But yeah, just follow my Instagram page because that's all I do at Pinhead198. I don't care about any other platform. I mean, I have a Facebook, but it's useless to even try using it. So I don't even, I don't plug it anymore. So just my Instagram page is good enough. All righty, Jester. Yeah, uh, definitely um, review the podcast. We would like a good criticism with because uh, it, it will be listened to and um, we'll be very excited to read your reviews and, and other stuff like that. But if you want to just look at what I'm doing, um, you can follow me at twi- on Twitter at SequesterJ and then on Instagram at the Sequester Jester. Um, I'm mainly on Twitter more, uh, but I post some photos on Instagram. And I just, I like to retweet a lot. So enjoy that stuff. Uh, Kuya. Um, you can follow uh, me on TikTok at uh, Sequester Jester. And, <laughs> you know, I, I do the little dances. Do the dance? Yeah. Doing so, the yeah, that's it. Follow the other guys. Don't follow me. I, I'm, I'm worthless. So. Alrighty. Well, that's it for the show. Thank you guys for listening. We do appreciate your support. Until the next episode, we have spoken. Goodbye. Bye. This is the way. Uh. <laughs>